Subjugation is liberation! Contradiction is truth! Those are the facts of this world! And you will all surrender to them! You pigs in human clothing! Wandering around the Blue Ridge Mountains with my trusty shovel, digging up the facts that the mainstream media uh, either cannot, will not, or should not tell you about. Uh, I am Dean Ludwig, and with me as always is... Hey, Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas, and uh, hey man, I'm not forgetting nothing. (laughs) You're not. Or forgiving. Forgiving. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. No, shave the heads, march them in the street. Shame. You're, you're really peaking. Am I? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Back off that Uh, mic a little bit. (laughs) A little inside baseball folks. (laughs) Dean got real excited this morning. I did. So it's a little over modulated. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. Okay. So, uh, with that, we'll start on the Wheel of Genders. Let's do it. And this week, I'm going to be a reinstated Twitter account. All right. I am a Starlink substation that uh, is downloading more than a terabyte a day. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I heard about okay, that one another too. Another inside one. Yeah. Now comes fun. the data caps. <laughs> yes. Anytime minutes. Yeah. It's like yeah. the old self, uh, like AOL. Yeah. <laughs> Almost online. Well, yeah, pretty much. With that, we'll start with tech news. Good. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So this week, Dean's going to talk about going in through the back door. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, it's funny. We talked about this probably a year ago. We speculated and we were sure that it was happening. But uh, now there's proof that Facebook made a portal for feds to, to log in and report misinformation or cancel it or delete it or whatever they want. Um, Take, yeah, there are take some down documents. Wrong, take down wrong speech. Yes. Yes. Make sure everybody can conforms to the new speech. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, some leaked confidential documents allegedly, allegedly <laughs> indicate that Facebook developed an end-to-end process for government agencies to report misinformation. Now. Um, as they see it. Yeah, exactly. What as they, they think define is misinformation. It. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. As they define it. And that's, you know, when we're talking about disinformation, you know, that's, that's kind of a fluid term. Right. Like follow and the science. Actually, um, follow the science. You know, it's funny, disinformation. If you follow the, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't be called science. I don't know, but the word dis means none. Mm-hmm. So disinformation means no information. No information. <laughs> right. Misinformation would be correct. Disinformation, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But then again, 
there are a lot of people using a lot of words that don't make sense right now. But again, that's the new speak. Uh, but Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, two uh, attorneys general who have been really fighting for transparency in our government and pretty much, you know, fighting for the common man or woman or non-binary, pink-haired, nose ring, wearing whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they filed a lawsuit earlier this year seeking to uncover collusion between major social media companies and the federal government uh, to censor free speech around topics such as COVID-19, which I'm think, I think we're going to be talking about a little bit later, so I won't get into that right now, but uh, they compelled the Biden administration to turn over communications between federal officials and social media platforms, which revealed an extensive censorship enterprise between multiple government agencies and multiple social media platforms. Uh, so far, we've seen where there was close collaboration between the Department of Homeland Security and the private sector. Twitter's uh, now Vijaya Gade. I'm guessing on the pronunciation, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, He was fired by Elon last week, which is a good thing, because he met monthly with DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to discuss censorship plans. Microsoft execs texted to DHS, platforms have got to get comfortable with government. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's cool, right? Government-controlled propaganda. Yeah. According to these documents, the government reporting system could be accessed via a specific web address with an approved government or law enforcement email address. Now, again, this goes far and beyond. uh, Well, it was Twitter. I think it was that we reported on a couple of months ago that uh, all law enforcement agency had to do was um, fill out a PDF asking for information and Twitter would just say, yep, here you go. Right. I'm pretty sure it was Twitter. Um, You know, so this means they actually had a login backdoor to Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm guessing some Microsoft platforms. I would imagine Google as well. I don't have them listed here, but I can't imagine that they wouldn't be on the hook as well. Right. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the National Desk reached out to both, faith, both Facebook and Department of Homeland Security to learn whether they could confirm or deny the existence of the reporting system, but never received a response. It says, uh, this censorship is not done at the sole or even primary initiative of big tech. It is so often done in conjunction with the U.S. government and U.S. security state, which demands it which comes from a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, Glenn Greenwald. Greg then Greenwald. Tweeted, yeah, then tweeted, the head of big tech censorship scheme is the Biden White House and the U.S. security state. I can't stress this vital truth enough. As you know, we've, we've talked about that, I don't know how many times, but this stuff's really starting to come to fruition and we're seeing it. Now the documents are coming out. Yeah. And so I have a little more on that, and it's from The Intercept. The Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its efforts to curb speech it considers dangerous. An investigation by The Intercept has found years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents 
obtained via leaks in an ongoing lawsuit as well as public documents illustrate the expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. The work, much of which has remained unknown to the American public, came in clear view this year when DHS announced a new disinformation, here we go, governance Mm -hmm. board, a panel designed to police misinformation, false information spread unintentionally, disinformation, false information spread intentionally, and malinformation, factual information shared typically out of context with harmful intent that alleged allegedly threatens U.S. interests while the board was wildly ridiculed, immediately scaled back, and then shut down a few months. Other initiatives underway as DHS pivots to monitoring social media that its original mandate, the war on terror has wound down. So <clears throat> here again, if, tw- if, um, well, I said t- Twitter because I think Twitter had a portal too, mm-hmm. but, uh, we're, we're talking about Facebook's portal and Microsoft, and these are the ones that have been outed. Mm-hmm. And when I mean outed, uh, Tim Pool put on his Twitter the actual page for Facebook. Yeah. Yep. To report, dismiss, malinformation, whatever. Mm-hmm. When your government starts mandating what it thinks is the true information that needs to get out, free speech is dead, yo. <laughs> yep. And they've been so wrong on so many things. And it's not that they're wrong. They're just, they're, they're producing a narrative that I'm telling you folks, it's got, it's, it's money motivated every single time mm-hmm. is it's got a dollar amount attached to it. And it's whatever these government agencies have in their pockets to, um, you know, look Pfizer uh, isn't hurting. No. Even though the people who took it are. Yeah. So absolutely. They're they're not hurting for anything and let me tell you I'm sure that some some government officials got quite rich off the pandemic. And well, I, this mm-hmm. this exercise in control I think was a big experiment to see how much we would take, how much mm-hmm. we would bow down to our overlords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they figured out that a large por- part of the population will do whatever big daddy government tells them to, regardless yep. of how it affects them. Absolutely. And well, what's happening here is that ministry of truth that, uh, you know, they, they tried to start earlier this year, you know, with the, the Broadway singing <laughs> head of <laughs> head of the department. Yeah. Um, you know, they said they disbanded that, but you and I talked about it and it never gets, nothing like that ever gets disbanded. No. It just goes behind the scenes. Yes. So it's happening. It's just not out in the public anymore. I think they released it way too early and there was a huge outcry. And so now what they're doing is they're running it in the background. And while doing that, they're gathering information, they're they're getting ready for when they can actually launch it to the public. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. And that is, 
I think that they were so arrogant that they thought people would just buy into it. Well, yeah, that's what I said. You know, they, they did it too early. Um, they didn't realize it was that early. Yeah. Yeah. They so. didn't realize that they wouldn't get the public support. And that's why the outcry. Now I will also say I have the link to the Facebook portal. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, it's still live. Still up. And okay. I'm, I'm going to say it on air. It's facebook.com slash X takedowns. I mean, just the, just the name. <laughs> takedowns. X takedowns. Yeah. <laughs> like a variable. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, just take them all down. Yeah. You know, that is our, that is our government at work manipulating the public and what they see, what content gets delivered. You know, everybody thought it was just Facebook doing it, which Facebook does a lot. Yeah. So does Twitter. So does all of the social media platforms, all of them, unless Except you're on TikTok. A, yeah. Yeah. TikTok. Oh, my God. Um, the only answer to the Chinese yeah. government. Unless you're on a decentralized platform, you know, that is run by somebody you, you trust, mm-hmm. um, then uh, then it is being your what you see is being manipulated to try to manipulate your thoughts. But, you know, let's face it, the decentralized platforms are pe- for people like us because they're yeah. not Mastodon's not that easy to get onto. Not like, not like Twitter or Facebook. It's just right. not that easy to get onto. And, uh, that's, that's where you get, I don't know, the people dumb enough to believe what we're talking about with the government uh, t- feeding you the line, whatever that you gotta line be dumb is. enough to believe what we're talking about. Well, the subject that we're talking about, not what oh, we're talking the about. Government. The, yes. The government, uh, giving you a line. If, if you're the right. person who follows whatever the government says verbatim and never questions it, you're probably not going to figure out a decentralized platform. Yeah. Because you're not going to look any further. Right. And you're well, going to yeah, believe the ease of use. You're going to believe what I mean. I've had this discussion with, with uh, uh, people on my team, and <laughs> shall <laughs> remain nameless. Um, people on my team that 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 they're like, oh, the Steele dossier. I mean, he, he was in collusion even to this day. He was in oh, collusion yeah. with, and talk about uh, Trump. He was Russia in collusion Gate. with uh, Russia. And, uh-huh. and it's all in the steel dossier and you go, that was debunked. That whole thing was a farce. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, well, I guess I hadn't heard that. I hadn't been following it closely enough. You haven't been following it closely enough, but you feel the need to share. Yeah. I'm telling, I've said that, uh, I've said that before on this podcast that, you know, there are a lot of people who still believe in the Russia collusion theory, you know, even though the FBI has come out and said, Nope, this was all made up. Yep. 100% by yep. Hillary. <laughs> yes. Matter. I mean, as far as, as far back in that, that whole fiasco to, they made up the violations that allowed them to get the warrants to actually create the steel dossier. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's all well-known, well-documented, well-reported. And if you don't believe it, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, because the fact of the matter is, Hillary was colluding with the Russians. Exactly, and <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. um, this yeah, is a tech we section. Got a little off topic. Um, <laughs> so 
you know, what, what I guess what we're putting out there is be a little skeptical, especially about these companies that you're, you're really uh, putting your information on and trusting them with it. Mm-hmm. And then they're feeding you a line of shit. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever goes along with their narrative, not yours. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, man, I've, I've said it before. Uh, we, we talked about it. I used to drive around in this, in this, uh, uh, three door, uh, Toyota Corolla station wagon. I want to talk about <laughs> the gremlin of the, of the, uh, eighties. But anyway, uh-huh. it was, it was like a, I mean, it was kind of like a gremlin, of, of yeah. Toyota. Anyway, thing, uh, uh thing ran like a like a watch but like a swiss watch man it was it was uh indestructible but it used to have a bumper sticker on the back of it that said question authority mm-hmm. and we've got these real followers i'm a real follower i've heard people say it in conversation well i'm a real follower i'm like what kind of bitch <laughs> no balls person are uh-huh. you that you're yep. a rule follower you do whatever authority tells you to do here's an here's an idea what if that guy's an asshole ah what if that authority figure is wrong what no. if that authority figure doesn't know what they're talking about but they know everything trust the science um <laughs> we're the government we're here to help yeah it's it's just amazing to me how how just gullible and that's the only word for it gullible yeah. people have become and they put their their faith in these organizations governmental organizations like they're gods and i hey man i go mm-hmm. back to my my original theory is that that politics is religion for atheists yeah, I can. Yeah, and I they defend it in the same way. They are just as cultish and fanatical about politics as I'd argue Jim Jones. more so. Yeah, I'd argue they're more fanatical and cultish. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. So you know, just know that these uh, tech platforms where you get your quote unquote news is mm-hmm. uh, they're they're feeding you what they want you to see. They're not feeding you what you need to see. I no, mean, just, no. just for the fact that nobody knows that uh, we're about to enter world war three. If this, if this crap keeps up with Biden uh, threatening Putin, man, I mean, it's like, it's like, how dumb can you be? Of course he's at the end of the, his life. It doesn't really matter to him, yeah. but <laughs> I thought he was supposed to die like two or three months ago. Uh, I don't know. He just got another booster, which I can <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think that may be saline, but anyway. Just, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Because uh, back to back to the story, the uh, courts required the Biden administration to turn over communications between federal officials and social media companies, and what they've done is created a, an extensive censorship enterprise between the two entities. It spans dozens of federal officials across at least 11 different agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to some, some of the emails that uh, were released, Facebook and the Biden administration ar- arranged weekly and monthly calls to discuss what to censor on the platform. 
So, I mean, they were, they were right in there. Probably I would say even more than, you know, the, the censorship boards that uh, are content management boards. I like censorship boards better Mm -hmm. that these companies employ. Uh, And you know that in these content management companies, because they're third-party companies contracted to do this work, there are government agencies in there. There are, you know, probably CIA operatives in there, um, FBI agents in there. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but I said it anyway, (laughs) because that is the kind of guy I am. Yep. Uh, Because we know, and it's well documented, that the CIA stationed people in news agencies. So why wouldn't they do it here? Mm. Well, this article goes on to say the DHS's mission to fight disinformation stemming from concerns around Russian influence in the 2016 presidential election. Put an asterisk Uh behind that because I'm going to get back to that. Yeah. Uh, Began to take shape during the 2020 election and over efforts to shape discussions around vaccine policies during the coronavirus pandemic documents collected by the intercept from a variety of sources including current officials and publicly available reports revealed the evolution of more active measures by the dhs so that part right there dhs's mission to fight disinformation stemming from concerns around russian influence in the 2016 presidential elections which was all proven false yes but they created that narrative so that they could create this Mm -hmm. so that they could have a surveillance state so if if you can't find something outrageous create one and then that way you can create a policy based on that. Like going to war with Iraq, weapons of mass destruction, proven false. Mm-hmm. This is your government in action. And that was well, Bush Cheney. What they're doing is, is the, um, what's the, t- uh, who shot Liberty Valance? It's the, the quote from that is, uh, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Mm-hmm. If you can get it said enough, by enough different people, it becomes fact. People believe it, it's fact, yeah. even though it's not. So once the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Ugh. Well, the DHS justifies these goals, which have expanded far beyond its original purview, i.e. Mm-hmm. the Patriot Act, <laughs> yeah. on foreign threats to encompass disinformation originating domestically that's us when they say domestic they mean they open that up that is a wide brush to paint uh all of us that every person in the united states whether they're legal or not yep by claiming that terrorist threats can be uh exacerbated by misinformation exacerbated exacerbated sorry (laughs) Right. By disinformation, uh, misinformation, and spread online. But the uh, laudable goal of protecting Americans, let me protect you from yourself, mm-hmm. from danger, has mm-hmm. often been used to conceal political maneuvering. In 2004, for instance, DHS officials faced pressure from the George W. Bush administration to heighten national threat 
level for terrorism in a bid to influence voters prior to the election. Sounds familiar. According to former DHS Secretary Tom Ridge, U.S. officials have routinely lied about an array of issues from the cause of its wars in Vietnam and Iraq to their more recent obfuscation of the role of the National Institutes of Health in funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology Coronavirus Research. Ding, 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 ding. Where's my bell? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow is a good word. Um, So, yeah, uh, this is Department of Homeland Security, which Mm -hmm. was created after the 9-11 attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, How many of these three-letter agencies do we need to really have to kind of uh, uh, step on our rights and our God-given rights mm-hmm. and not not government-given rights, God-given rights. Yes, yes. The government does not give you these human rights. Yeah. So, anyway, we could probably go on about this a long time. but Really? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it. well, I mean, it's a pretty broad topic and it's really really important you know people need to know this stuff it's like i said in my opening you know i'm digging up the facts that people you know that the mainstream media either will not does not or cannot as i said cia agents and news agencies mm-hmm. cannot tell you about well it, it goes back to really the matrix let's go yeah. back to the matrix it's about mm-hmm. and what is the matrix the matrix is control yep we let you see what you need to see and and then we do what we want. Mm-hmm. So just so just so they can move us into a ready player one scenario where you just sit at home, put on your VR goggles and your VR suit, and you know, you do your work from there, you do everything from there, you don't leave the house. Yep. And look at society right now. A friend of mine and I were talking about it the other day. How many times, when's the last time, I should say, you saw a group of kids outside playing? Not very often. Or just outside. When's the last time you saw a kid riding a bicycle? You know. When's the last time kids went trick-or-treating instead of this trunk-or-treating shit? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I, uh, I had to leave the house. Oh, God. Halloween evening. And I didn't even think about it. And they all were filing into a church or were filing into uh, the fire, the fire station and the police station, which are across the street from each other in my town. Mm. They were all going that that's the only places I saw kids anywhere. I had my light on. I had some candy, you know, um, you know, cause I remember doing it as a kid, you yeah. went door to door, nobody in the last five years, I have not had a single trigger treater at my door. Yep. And I'm not that creepy. Well, I mean, these, people, these people think they're little precious babies are, are going to get, you know, molested, raped, and scooped up. Yeah. And, and we're, I mean, I've said it before, we're raising generations of pussies. And I don't mean one generation of pussies. No. I mean multiple generations of yes. pussies. Uh, actually, I think 
I think my generation, Gen X, is the last tough generation that actually and played I, in the dirt. You know, and I wouldn't <laughs> even really consider us as Gen Xers the t- a tough generation. I think uh, I think we're kind of borderline. I think there are some, there are more people with the wherewithal and the intestinal fortitude and and, and all to uh, to make it in life. Um, but I think we're kind of, kind of the borderline after Gen X. Nah, it's all coddling and participation trophy and a, everybody's a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 80% of you time are above out. average. <laughs> time out. <laughs> yeah. You need a time out. Yeah. I, I was like, you know, 80, 80%, 80% of you are above average. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess you got to understand math to understand how stupid that statement is. Yeah. <sighs> but I digress as <laughs> I, as I often do. Yeah. Well, all right. Moving right along. Speaking right. of ready player one, do the MetaQuest pro is a cutting edge headset looking for an audience. This thing is $1,500. Yep. No. Okay. Uh, look, I got a Quest. I, I have three uh, VR headsets. <laughs> None of them are really that great. <laughs> the best one being the Quest 2, mm-hmm. which is the cheapest of all of them and probably the best of all of them. But, and that was before Meta took it over. Yeah, and I have a, a you know an Oculus uh, original Oculus, mm-hmm. and then I've got a uh, HTC Vive, which was worse. <laughs> so really, more expensive and worse. It was the first one to use uh, motion tracking with cameras and stuff like that instead of using uh, lighthouses. Mm-hmm. So this uh, and I've I've done a lot of research on this because I was like. Why are why are you charging so much for this? Well, the Quest Pro is fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The Meta Quest Two or the Oculus Quest Two, in my case, is four hundred dollars. It's yeah. improving on that headset in several ways. Well, let's talk about those. From better ergonomics to an upgraded processor. It adds eye tracking and high resolution color video feed that blurs the conventional lines between virtual and augmented reality. In theory, the Quest Pro primes Meta to enter a professional oriented VR market and has so far been an afterthought for the Quest. This is for business applications. Let me say that. Okay. Because uh, I've I've watched the kind of the um, demos of it, and they've got virtual desktops floating in space, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But there are no applications for it. And I'll tell you, it's it's more meant meant for the artsies. It's not meant for the business people. Right. So yeah, this this thing has been put out there, and I don't know why. Um, it's got the same, it has a different type of OLED screen, but it, the same resolution as the quest Two. which, and, and look, 
I have the uh, I have the high end Quest Two with two hundred fifty six gigs of storage. Mm-hmm. How much storage do you think this thing has? Two hundred two hundred fifty six gigs. No, <laughs> yes, they didn't even increase the storage because that, that's the cheapest not. part of it. They did not. They could have bumped it up to one terabyte easily and not even added any cost to that. Well, if you look at Meta, if you look at their stock prices, man, they bombed out last week. Yeah. Crashed. I mean, I don't know. I forgot. Uh, Maybe you could look it up real quick. How, how many billions that Zuckerberg lost personally, Mm -hmm. but it was significant. The stock fell through the floor and, uh, uh, Analysts are starting to talk about that uh, Meta has no idea what they're doing and they're taking it in a direction that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about well, the ready player one, but go ahead. Two weeks, two weeks ago, he lost uh, $11 billion, $11 billion in a day, in a day. That's Dropped how, to old now he now it's only his net worth is only thirty six billion. Well, <laughs> yeah, poor guy. I feel I feel bad for the guy. How's he gonna pay the electric bill? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> so why you know they, they released a product nobody wants and nobody mm-hmm. can use, mm-hmm. and they spent a lot of money doing it. Yeah, you know they they put. Um, Doom creator and id creator, uh, John Carmack, they, they hired him, um, basically for VR to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, cause he's the 3d King. He's the guy who yeah. really, um, mastered it, mastered it. And I'd say almost invented, uh, 3d games, uh, uh, and John yeah. Romero, John right. Carmack and John right. Romero. But they were the first people to do 3D games and then get into 3D cards, you know, uh, graphics accelerators, things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, Doom, Quake, uh, Castle Wolfenstein. We could go on and on about. Well, I mean, they the were doing games. this stuff in the 90s when, you know, a lot of companies were still, you know, just getting out of 16 bit. Yeah. Doing scrollers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you think you think with that type of talent they would have gone farther, but it's it's I I just don't now there Go ahead. My guess is that um Facebook did what it does and it screwed it up by buying Oculus. They should have just partnered with Oculus, let Oculus continue to do their development cuz they were far and beyond anybody else out there. That's why Facebook bought them. Right. But when Facebook bought them or meta, whatever they were, when they actually made the purchase, I think it was Facebook still, you know, when they made the purchase, they replaced the management team, you know, gave the management team that Oculus had, you know, salaries and stuff. Just sit over there. We'll take it from here. Yeah. And they screwed it up. And they screwed it up because they don't, they don't know anything about the business. I'm sure it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the MetaQuest Pro is a great device. It's not a fifteen or sixteen hundred dollar device, not in my mind. Matter of fact, I, I started to watch right before this podcast. I need to. I'm going to finish it up uh, afterwards, you know, this afternoon sometime. But I fix it. Did a teardown of the 
what they call the largely unfixable MetaQuest Pro. Ah. They, tear, they tear it all apart. I want to watch that. It's going to be cool. Uh, what is it? The Pico 4, I think, is... Uh, let's find that. So, <clears throat> if... Uh, if you don't want to spend that much money on it, there's a company called Pico. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got a lighter headset. It's uh, more... Uh, the, the graphics on it are better. Now, it's not, it's not as AR, but mm-hmm. it's small. It's uh, easy to wear. It's comfortable. It, it looks almost exactly like it. Oh, wow. um, I'm looking at it here. Yep. And, uh, and it's, tw- it's got the same type of technology, but I mean, it, with the pancake lenses, but it's got a higher resolution. 105 degree ultra wide field of view. Superb images can be seen in full view and uh 62 millimeters of adjustment the the eyes are well the lenses are bigger and the and the uh whole thing is smaller which is crazy Hmm. and it's got a um it does have ar so it's got see-through color which the quest meta has and uh not really sure how much they want for it. I hadn't got that part yet, but it's got 4K plus resolution. Uh looks pretty cool. Looks pretty I'm cool. I've seen a Pico 4. There's a Pico, a Neo 3, a Neo 3 Pro, yep. G2 4K. Okay, let's go. Uh, I'm going to click on buy it now. <laughs> from uh, bestware.com see how much a pico fork costs uh let's see oh there it is for the 256 gig Mm -hmm. model Mm -hmm. uh 499 dollars in uh euros whatever that is 499 euros and uh if you so it'd be about 550 and then they have an enterprise model. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, it's all in German. So, Und Agen Tracken Sawi Auto IPD, whatever that means. Okay. Uh, that one's a thousand sixty nine. So even even for you know the all in one VR headset that they've got with uh, the it's got a. Uh, 4320 by 2160 mm-hmm. resolution, which is double what the uh, Quest Pro has for basically 500 bucks. Yeah, that's uh, pretty significant. Yeah. And, you know, and the AR part of it, I'm not seeing the, the real need for that because this is at home use. Because uh, for those who, are listening that don't know you can't use these things outside i did that once i have dead pixels now no you did not uh, do that once that wasn't you well it was my niece uh-huh. but 
How um, nice of you yeah. to take take uh, responsibility for that, but it's not your problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I have like four dead pixels. It's not a huge deal. But, you know, that was just when I found her outside with it, you know, like after about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, sunlight is very bad for these things. Bright light is very bad for these things. So you can't wear it outside. So the AR part of it, for me, doesn't really matter. I think AR is going to come in the form of like a Google Glass, um, or what was the the Facebook flop on that? Um, they had something at one time, but you know that's going to come with like being able to use it in a store. It's going to be able to show you sales. It's going to show you things that you know you can't see with the naked eye, but they can integrate with barcodes and, and different things. Right. Um, I think that that's going to be the first evolution of AR. I think the best uh, the best example of that was Minority Report when he was walking through the yeah. walking through the mall and it was uh, taking pictures of his eye and showing him showing him stuff that uh, or doing a retinal scan and showing him mm-hmm. uh, stuff that he would want to buy uh, and I, that's where I kind of see that going and I see it going with uh, regular glasses that's going to give you pop ups and you're going to get to see you know, you're at a party and you see everybody's name because you forget somebody's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely see that. I mean, we almost have something like that starting now. It's been going on for a while, but how many grocery stores can you go into, take your shopper card and scan it at the at the front and it'll print out coupons? Oh, it's... You it's... Know, or show you sales based on you know, your previously purchased items. It's, it's, yeah, it's so, total. So they can do dude. that in an automated fashion with these glasses. Right. And you'll see the items as you walk down the aisles. Oh, you can get these, uh, Picos on eBay, by the way. Oh, that's yeah. Um, it was released in October, the Pico 4. Uh, it says, uh, here it is competitively priced. Compared to the Quest 2, it undercuts it a little, but uh, it feels very Quest 2-like. Responsive controllers use AA batteries, which the Quest 2 does as well. Mm-hmm. Uses the Snapdragon uh, XR2 processor, which is Quest 2. I'm pretty sure it uses the same processor. Yep. Um, I uh and I'm looking at a picture of them side by side and it's much smaller. Yeah. Now I will say though as as even if you look at the picture of the Quest 2 it looks big and bulky. It really isn't uncomfortable to wear. It's not heavy. It's relatively light. Maybe if you're um, big melon. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, you're small peanut head. <laughs> All right. Well, we All probably right. beat this one to death. What do you I got in so. tech right now? What's that? What do you got in tech for for the next thing? Well, um, I got all kinds of good stuff. Um, well, let's start. You know, we talked about social media a little bit. Let's go back to uh, Twitter and Jack Dorsey taking responsibility for Elon Musk's mask layoff, masked mass layoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, that was easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jack Dorsey, Twitter's co-founder and former CEO, twice after he was ousted in what 2007, and then they asked him back, and then he stepped down last November. 
Um, he's taking responsibility for why everyone is in this situation, uh, referring to the layoffs. He says that the reason is because he grew Twitter too quickly. Hmm. He was just too good. Hmm. Uh, but um, he also really uh, endorses the Musk takeover. Um, he keeps a two and a half, I think, 2.4% stake in Twitter, which I'm not sure how that plays out after November 8th when um, Twitter will be officially delisted from the stock market. But um, he uh, he tasked, uh, said he tasked Twitter's former CTO, uh, Ar- Argawal, the guy that uh, was CEO that, Elon fired. Yeah. Um, he tasked him to take his place, Jack Dorsey, and was quick to endorse Elon's takeover of Twitter. He said, he says that Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Yeah. Dorsey's not really like an extreme leftist. Um, you know, that's something you never hear extreme left wing. <laughs> You hear extreme right winger a lot. Yeah. You don't hear extreme left winger, which they're those you actually see. Uh, so you don't really need to hear about it, I guess. But anyway, uh, Dorsey's not an extreme left winger, but uh, he is, uh, as we like to say, hippy dippy. Yeah. You know, he's, so. he's techie and he had some, you know, he had some great ideas mm-hmm. uh, that he wanted to do. He's not political. That's the thing about Dorsey. He's not right. political and he's, he's kind of, that detached genius type mm-hmm. not calling him a genius i'm just saying he's he's yeah. like that he's just well, detached and and uh he's uh not really interested in a lot of what's going on with politics and the world and and things like that he just wanted to do a f- free speech platform and if you mm-hmm. guys look at twitter when it was when it was new, the reason why I didn't, I didn't, I just dismissed it immediately is because people were like, I am eating now at whatever and hashtag eating dinner. Mm -hmm. It was so useless or hashtag taking a shit, whatever it was, (laughs) you know, it was like this little thing where you were telling everybody what you wanted, what you were doing, which is the thing that I don't want to do. No, <laughs> I don't want to no, let everybody not. I am not that self-obsessed that I've got to have everybody knowing what I'm doing every moment of the time. And, and it still kills me when I watch these morons. And yes, if you do this, you're an idiot. When you post having a great time on vacation while you're on vacation. Because guess what? Somebody's coming to your house and stealing your crap, man. Because you just told everybody <laughs> yep. you're not at home, you moron. Yes. <laughs> After you posted a bunch of pictures of your home. Right. So that people can see where you live and, and what you have. And the shit you got. Exactly. And it's just like people are so fucking stupid that they that they want to oh, yeah. advertise themselves and self-promote themselves yeah. so badly that they need it the re- attention that they're willing to put their, I don't know, their safety at risk mm-hmm. and letting everybody know that they're not at home, that they can come get their stuff anytime they want. But it's like, that I, important. Oh my God. I mean, it is, it is just mind boggling. I don't post any of my vacations. No. You know why? 
Because I don't care if anybody's envious of me. Don't care. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> because I have something that is called self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I always say, you know, selfies are popular because narcissistic is too hard to spell. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, look at us. <clears throat> we're we're living our best lives. Hashtag best life. <laughs> yeah, but so far, Musk has laid off Almost 50% of Twitter's staff, including 15% of the team responsible for content moderation or censorship, as I like to say. Awesome. Uh, he also fired Argawal, the CEO, uh, a number of other executives, including uh, the CFO, Ned Siegel, mm-hmm. and policy chief, the Gata, which is the guy I talked about before, who was talking with I think it's DHS v- I think it's VJ. on a monthly basis. I think it's VJ. I think that's how you say it, VJ. VJ? Yeah. Okay, why not? Um, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. V-I-V-I-J-A-Y-A. VJ, yeah. Um, right. <clears throat> hey, look, these people are getting great exit pack- packages, and, and some of the programmers, I saw some of the programmers were getting uh-huh. fired, and uh, they're getting 50% more than they're required as an exit package. So, And they're filing a class action lawsuit, though. Good. Saying that, saying that they weren't given enough notice before being fired. Yeah, that's kind of how firing works, folks. <laughs> it, really, it really is. Um, I don't give you a whole lot of notice on that one, but welcome. But to- it's in California, and they have the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act. Uh, well. It's California. Yeah. How long before Twitter headquarters moves? Yeah, well, I saw uh, Carrie Lake was saying, go ahead and move it to uh, uh, Arizona. We'd welcome yeah. you here. Be happy uh, to have you. Yeah, Carrie Lake was like, uh, uh, Elon, hit me up. We find you a place here. We work something out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I wonder it, if they get hit with that California exit tax. No, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, the only way you can do that without getting uh, the California exit tax is uh, you go ahead and start a second location in another location. Uh, oh, Tesla. <laughs> and then <laughs> shut the other one down. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. That's how you do that. So. That's how it works. All right. Well, that's all I got on that. Cool. Well, that's pretty much all I have on tech this week. So, All right. Let's move on. Well, time for the sort of news. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I don't know if it's news or opinion. Probably a little bit of both. I don't even know why I'm saying that because it's all opinion. (laughs) Well, it's opinion based on news. How's that? Well, let's talk about cardiac arrest. Okay. And in particular, we're going to talk about um, Julie Powell. Oh, let's make it a fun one then. So uh, a lot of people are going to go, Julie Powell, who is that? Well, uh, she's a food writer known for Julie and Julia. And she Mm -hmm. died at 49. Unexpectedly. Uh Uh-oh. So. Uh, sounds like a pretty cool lady, right? She had a book and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, here are some of her tweets. Uh, November 4th, 2020, 
White people are fucking horrible. Murdering all of us would be totally sound decision. I mean, I hope you don't kill me and mine, but I get it. And this is a white woman. White woman. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, privileged white woman. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That's uh, October 1st, 2021. Mm-hmm. A little over a year ago. I would argue COVID does kill some of the right people. People. The anti-vaxxers slash max, uh, maskers, and she means anti-maskers, mm-hmm. are dying in legions. Legions? Yep. <clears throat> Though that's been proven false. Right. And so, um, oh, and here's, here's a good one that's a meme. What's wrong? Is it the booster guy's grabbing his chest and he goes, that's impossible. Must be climate change. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean uh let's see uh here's another one from october 25th Uh, so i woke up with something that's literally black hairy tongue people including my doctor seem to think it's no big deal and it will go away soon but it's certainly gross a black, hairy tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about it. It'll go away. What the? This, this is going on. <laughs> I mean, this is going on October 8th. Well, Eric got sick, and so now I'm sick, of course. I think it's just the flu. <sighs> this, is, this is October of this year? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. October 7th. I mean, I understand your point of view, but my husband has been downed by COVID twice in a month. And that's with wearing a mask and all available boosters. I, I suspect I'll be down next. So there, wait, wait a minute. He's not part of the legions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. yeah. And let's see, let's go on and, you know, this is such a compassionate Democrat. You know, she really cares for people. Absolutely. Uh, Except white people. Yeah. Who yeah. should all die. Yeah, who should all die. Um, Except her and hers. Yeah. I mean, the, the part that says, you know, I would argue that COVID does kill some of the right people. Mm-hmm. The anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers are dying mm-hmm. in legions. And that's kind of not the case. No. Being a person who is a, well, okay, well, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Va- ma- vaxxer. Vax masker? Mask vaxxer. <laughs> I'm not that person. Um, and she died suddenly. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little exercise for us. Uh, go out there, folks, and Google died suddenly. Okay, let's go back to our three that's to five tre- year discussion. That's a trending topic on Google. Yep, and the hashtag too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the died suddenly has become normal. The new normal? The new normal. And the I'm new so, normal so of people phrase. who are fully vaxxed, fully boosted, mm-hmm. and kids. Now this this week, 
they're they're real CDC's pushing for uh to regulate the COVID-19 vaccine for children under 5 as part of a new uh a regimen you know with uh, polio vaccines and things like that the the standard vaxes that you get before you can go to school well hold on hold on that's not quite that's not quite the truth okay what's happening is they're uh lobbying so that congress will vote to make the covid vaccine part of the governmental registry such that the government will pay for that vaccine if uh, a family, you know, can't afford it. Yes. Uh, which is usually a stepping stone to uh, making a mandated vaccine for kids to go to school. It's not, but, it, but what it does, <laughs> yeah. here's what this, it does. This is what I'm getting to. Yes. I know okay. what you're going to you say, wanna, you wanna, but, but go, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. Because uh, this is the point I wanted to get to. Okay, what it does is eliminate any liability from the drug manufacturers. That is correct, sir. Back in the early, back in, I think it was 1981, 80 or 80, actually 81, because it was Reagan that signed it in under duress mm-hmm. that if it gets put, if a vaccine is put on the national registry for government to be able to pay for it for low-income families, Mm-hmm. then vaccine companies cannot be held liable for any adverse reactions to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And Reagan famously said, well, why can't they make the vaccine safe? But he had to sign it into law. Um, again, under extreme duress. Otherwise, no vaccines would have been given out anymore. No polio, no any of them. Correct. So... What this does is makes make it so if your child dies from taking the vaccine, you can do nothing about it whatsoever. If they get sick, if they get paralyzed, if they die, these are things that have happened and will happen. You can do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I was talking to Scott before the podcast, before we get, went on air, and uh, I said, John C. Dvorak on, uh, from No Agenda. Out in, he lives in uh, Northern California, right outside of San Francisco somewhere. And he saw a bus in San Francisco at the height of the pandemic. And on the side of the bus, you know, how they have those advertisement billboard type things on the side of a bus. It said, kids have strokes too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 53 years old. I have never, ever known of a kid having a stroke. Yeah. My entire kid. My entire Not growing that it can't up, happen. nobody, nobody my age was having heart attacks, no nope. strokes, uh, no Katy Perry one eye closing. I don't know if you saw nope. that, but that yeah, was hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there was none of that when I was a kid. None of it. Mm-hmm. No. Zero. None. Zero cases. Nope. And there I've was never all, even known And there was anybody. also one fat kid in my school or in my class. One, mm-hmm. one fat kid. Not 49%. One fat Not kid. Not one skinny kid. Yeah, they yeah. were all pretty skinny. Yeah. Well, we, well, we were outside. We were running and playing. We were doing those things that kept ADHD from happening to us. We were and anxiety eating that poisonous shit that they're trying to feed us. That too. 
All right. So uh, that was my little interlude into that. So uh, you go right ahead with yours. Okay. Continuing on. So uh, one, uh, look, I don't want anybody to die to prove a point. That is not where I'm going with this, but absolutely not. Uh, you know, there again, and, and, and this is cold as shit, but good riddance, you know, you, you were caught, you were wishing for the death, you know, watch out for karma, man. Mm. Cause you were wishing for the death of the non-vaxxers because you drank the Kool-Aid and you were all 100% in that. And all these people that are like, uh, you know, uh, my, they don't have a vaccine for my kid. So my kid has to be masked up at school. And mm. let's make sure we get that kid the vaccine that they don't need because I want a virtue signal to everybody I know because mm-hmm. I'm right and I'm superior. Chickens are coming home to roost. Look, Oops. I am not vaxxed, not, not by a biologic and not by an mRNA, which is messenger RNA, which changes your GNA, uh, DNA and which makes me non-GMO because I'm not a genetically modified organism. Sorry, folks. I'm not one of your people. I'm not one of your mutants. Yeah, well, I mean, the vaccine itself is a GMO. And all these people, you know, you don't hear anymore, no, no GMOs. Yep. You know, before this, you saw it all the time at uh, grocery stores and, you know, articles about, uh, riots and picketing and so forth about GMOs. If you go to the grocery store now, you're probably not going to see anything that says non-GMO. Well, you, you still do. You, you might, still do, but not yeah. as much as you did. Not as not as much as you did. But the uh, you know the, the genetically modified stuff and look, folks. Um, uh, th- this is how they're killing you. They're killing you with food. They're killing you with the vaccines. And yeah, these vaccines are killing people. They're not mm-hmm. killing all people. But they're killing people. Yeah. And and it's a useless vaccine. I'm going to say it. It was absolutely useless. I don't, these people are like, well, it, it lessens your chance of getting really sick. No, it doesn't. No, they've proven that it does not. They've yeah. proven that it does nothing but maybe cause myocarditis and blood clots. Yeah. There oh, you go, very, folks. There's various, the truth. Sorry. Various other problems. Lower immunity. You know, all these new cases of the flu that are cropping up that everybody's, the CDC is saying that, you know, flu cases are on the rise from every other year ever. Yep. And now they're coming out and saying it's because, you know, there were no cases for the last two years. Impossible. And that with masking and social distancing and things like that, people didn't develop the immunity. And masking didn't they, work too. Right. They, they, they were the Hashtag follow the science, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying that, uh, you know, it lowered the immunity because people weren't uh, exposed to the flu as much, which makes absolutely zero sense scientifically or otherwise. Correct. I get the flu once every five to 10 years, I will get a case of the flu. Um, if, so if what they're saying is true, I should be getting the flu every year. Maybe a mild case of it, maybe a strong case of it, doesn't matter. If you're not, if you didn't get the flu last year, then they're saying your chance of getting the flu this year is almost triple Hmm. and that you could, that it's going to be really serious because you didn't have the flu last year. That makes no sense. No, I'm going to debunk that. (laughs) That makes zero sense scientifically or otherwise. Yeah. But 
not only trust the science, they are the science. Yeah, we own the science. We we played that one last yeah. last week too. Yep, we own the UN. We own the science. It's like, yeah, I don't think so. No. So um anyway, uh I really hate that Julie Powell died. Um yeah. suddenly at 49. She's younger yes. than I am, younger than mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Uh probably probably had a lot of spirit and energy, especially if she's espousing that everybody should die if they're anti-vaxxers and anti yeah. anti-maskers. Yeah, but okay. Uh, awesome. a sudden cardiac arrest mm, from the heart dart. <laughs> and and she still got COVID and her husband got it twice, fully vaxxed, fully mm-hmm. boosted. And she's still dead. I, I, mean, yeah, I, I had COVID this past summer. The very first time, only time I've had COVID. Right. It took two and a half years for me to get COVID. I don't walk around with a mask. I am not vaxxed. I am not boosted. I don't limit my activities whatsoever. I do a lot of gatherings with large amounts of people right. from all over the place. And I didn't get it for two and a half years. And when I did get it, my symptoms were identical to a friend of mine who is not just vaxxed, but has all the boosters and wears a mask from time to time, depending on where he's going. He got it like three days before me. I think I got it from him. I don't know. Or we got it from the same person. His symptoms were identical to mine. Identical, almost to the amount of hours that I had a fever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was identical. So tell me again how the vaccine limits the uh, severeness of the severity of, of COVID. Yeah. Makes I mean, no sense. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it just amazes me how this is, how this is, how people are still, I mean, they're, they're clinging on to it here again. Uh, politics is religion for atheists and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll follow it into into the gates of hell because they believe in it. That's, that's their religion is, is politics and this whole pandemic. We're right. You're wrong. It's like, yep, you can carry that one to the grave if you like, but, Mm -hmm. uh, that's fine. Um, (laughs) uh, and that brings me to another thing, the Atlantic. Bring it. We find it again. (laughs) This is the, uh, inside baseball. (laughs) Uh, this came out last week. Uh, just kind of want to let's declare pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one hmm. another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. No, the people right. who were saying stuff like all the all the anti-vaxxers need to die. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said this was from the Lancet, didn't you? Atlantic. Is the Atlantic. Yeah, it's not the Lancet. Mm-hmm. I may have misunderstood you. I just wanted to make sure that was clear to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. And that was by uh, Emily Oster. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. we need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID by Emily Oster. Uh, no, maybe you shouldn't have been uh, such a dick about the whole thing. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have, uh, you know, shunned your friends 
maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't forgive you for being so nasty about it and calling us all diseased rats. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, maybe uh, companies should not. Maybe you shouldn't do business with companies who fired their employees for uh, not getting the vax. Mm-hmm. Um, for and, not wanting to be part of an unproven medical experiment. Let me tell you why this is a problem. Do it. Midterms. And all these people who did all the, you know, masking kids and, and shutting things down and closing businesses during the pandemic with all the, all the politicians that took power that wasn't theirs to take. Exactly. This is why they're saying pandemic amnesty. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, not doing that, not doing that in any way, shape or form. If you were a dick during this and you wanted to be an real asshole about it, you're not getting forgiven by me. Sorry. They're, they're, they're afraid that they've finally been found out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people are saying, you know, you know, we're sorry. We didn't know is bullshit. You did know. We told you on our podcast, many other podcasts, many other alternative media told you some of the mainstream media even at least hinted at it, if not told you directly. No, it's, it's not that you didn't know you either chose to ignore it or you deliberately, which I think is a lot more likely you deliberately put out ready for this misinformation. Hey, assholes, remember the people who talked about uh, Joe Rogan and horse paste? Uh-huh. Remember that, assholes? Yeah, yeah. You know what's on, uh, you know what's on the list is, is uh, recommended treatments now? Ivermectin. Horse paste. Horse paste. Uh-huh. You mean like that uh, San Diego doctor who at the time, it was like a year ago, mm-hmm. we, uh, we played a clip from him, I think. Mm-hmm. He had treated over 4,000 patients had a 99% success rate treating them with ivermectin. Hey, all of Congress took it prophylactically. Yes. They were yeah. giving it prophylactically. Yes. Congress took it. Horse and they told pump. us not to. So uh, for you people out there that, that want to stay on that case, you know why? You know why they tried to shut it down and why the media tried to shut it down? Because... Nobody. If there was a viable treatment, they could not do an emergency uh, emergency approval for the vaccine, emergency which, by the way, is still not FDA approved, only approved for emergency use only. Mm-hmm. But it is not approved. You morons taking this stuff all the time. Still not mm-hmm. approved. Still an experimental drug. Yeah. That wasn't tested well, on pregnant women. And well, now the, they have the the bi- bivalent vaccine, which hasn't has tested on anybody. The regular vaccine and the new Omicron stuff, and it's got this and it's got that. And one of the FDA board members voted no to approving it for emergency use authorization. Yep, he voted no, and then came out and said why. He said because there is no significant proof whatsoever that it does anything more than the original vaccine. But that's against the marketing. He didn't say that the original vaccine didn't work, but he says this new bivalent vaccine doesn't do anything more. It does not improve at all. Mm -hmm. But every other single person on the board voted yes. Yeah. And other people on that board were or will probably become 
board members of uh, vaccine companies or, you know, medical pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, Moderna, you know, they will become, if they are not, haven't already been, they will become board members. Well, you know what needs to happen now? Shame. Shame. Shave their heads, walk them down the street, and we all yell shame. (laughs) Love it. I love it. We need to have Nuremberg trials for this. Yeah. Because it broke the Nuremberg Code. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, if you're uh, if you're looking for that amnesty, uh, pandemic amnesty, you're not getting it here. No. It's not happening. Nope. You know, it doesn't mean I, I stay up late at night thinking about you folks, but... Uh, the, I don't you, care about them. But here's the thing. You're out, man. You're out of the life. You're out of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, let's talk about, uh, professor Emily Alster for a second. And this is some of her, some of her things. This was, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the 14th of July on, uh, 2021. Uh, my unpopular opinion of the day is that I think we may be reaching the limits of fear-based vaccine motivation. And there are downsides to continuing to sow fear among those who are already afraid. What might work? Full FDA approval and employer mandates. Now, remember, this is the person who wants her amnesty. Uh Uh, Another one. I'm in favor of vaccine mandates for students, but I'm curious about this. Would you be worried if it were you or... For the other students, and I assume you are vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, even if schools are not themselves major vectors, there are places which need more full lockdown like right now. How have we let the bars and indoor dining be open and are not focused on schools? Where are the resources? I cannot see an end or a solution. I am sad. <laughs> so yeah, this is the person wanting some amnesty for for the crap that she's tried to push on everybody else. The misinformation. Mm-hmm. And remember, I said misinformation, yes. not disinformation, the wrong information. On purpose. Yes, on purpose. So she wants pandemic amnesty for herself for Mm -hmm. all this shit Mm -hmm. and uh yeah no thanks not doing it nope not doing it nope there have been more adverse reactions to this supposed vaccine than which is not a vaccine no or the mrna is not a vaccine no, it is now because they changed the definition of vaccine. But it's not a vaccine. <laughs> but uh, there have been more adverse reactions to this and more deaths uh, attributed to this than there have all other vaccines combined in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. Well, and, they, something. and the thing is, is a lot of people lost their careers over this mm-hmm. and they want amnesty now. Oh, my bad. I messed yeah. up. No, you destroyed people's livelihoods and you shamed them and made them feel like they weren't part of society uh, because they wouldn't do what you did mm-hmm. because you think that they all the dumb, unwashed masses need. And this is a typical 
Democrat think talking or thinking point. I, yeah. I don't want to even call it a talking point, but we need to protect the stupid unwashed masses from themselves because we're smarter than everybody else. Yeah. And we know what's best for everyone. <laughs> Instead of letting people make their own decisions uh, in the country. And, and the first, the first time that they think they're, they're going to get sick and die they think everybody needs it because, well, well, we need to we need to vaccinate the stupid people or they'll kill us. Well, you got your vaccine. You were fine, right? Because as Joe Biden said, if you take it, you can't spread it and you can't get it and you don't have to wear a mask. Yep. You won't kill grandma. Trust the science, folks. Trust the science. Follow the science. Hashtag follow the science. Mm-hmm. Peer reviewed. <laughs> right. Well, it goes back to, you know, that's what Joe Biden said. Let's go back to what Ronald Reagan said. The most terrifying, the top nine most terrifying words in the English language. I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Speaking of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go Joe, Brandon. Well, let's, let's talk about Joe. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, first, mm-hmm. all we should do is pass up a law to make you immune from liability if you punch some ex- unvaccinated person right in the faces, which I'd really <laughs> like to do. If you ask me when, you know, what's my first reaction to you if you, you, you're not vaccinated and, you, and there's, you don't have any medical reason not to be, you're a piece of shit. Okay? I'll just punch you right in the goddamn face. That's, that's the way I look at these people. Agreed. So this is uh, some compassionate Democrats. Yeah, I remember that. That's uh, James Carville. James Carville. Yes, sir. Yep. Unless you can reach consensus in a democracy, you cannot sustain the democracy. And so this is a real test. Whether or not my... Uh, my, my uh, Talking about Xi. My counterpart in China is right or not when he says autocracies are the only thing that are going to prevail because democracies take too long to make decisions and countries are too divided. This is our, this is our president. Yeah. Wanting us to be like China. And so here's some more of his wisdom. Because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, a, a a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread (laughs) of these diseases. No, they can't, no, but I'd like to can't. build a wall so that I don't have to deal with them. I'm going to build a wall that keeps you out, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, this is this is our leadership. Uh, this is this is what they what they do. And they're so compassionate, so compassionate. Oh, Joe's an asshole. Oh, yeah. You know, look at the way he has spoken to people as president and you know, a lot of the ways he's done it before being president, he's an asshole to people. Yeah. Yeah. But he knows more than we do. He's smarter than we do. Well, here we go. Here's here's that nice old man, old grandpa. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Remember, they were talking about inflation, and he called the yep. guy a stupid son of a bitch. Yep. There's no inflation. What are you talking no. about? I have no idea. No, just just uh, this past Saturday, he, talk, he called... Uh, Protesters, a bunch of idiots for calling Democrats socialists. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if the shoe fits, buddy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, this is how this is. Yeah. 
Remember last Christmas? Let's go, Brandon. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) He's so dumb. He doesn't know when people are making fun of him. Yeah. So he agrees with let's go, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, there'll be, uh, there'll be no amnesty. Uh, not from us, uh, for sure. Um, you can eat a bag of dicks as far as I'm concerned. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't go through my day, uh, hating on you, but, uh, you can just eat a bag of dicks and, uh, uh, you know, whatever happens to you happens to you. Uh, no, no, don't get us wrong. If you got the vaccine, good on you. If that's what you choose to do, fine. Yeah. Let me choose what I do. You choose what you do. I choose what I do. We're not hurting each other. I am not hurting anybody by not being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There's still a commercial I just saw it uh, yesterday or the day before where a little kid looks to be about six or seven um, says, I got the vaccine. I got the vaccine so that my little sister doesn't get sick. That is completely 100% totally false and been debunked. And they've the CDC, the FDA and the government have come out and said that you can still transmit COVID if you've been, if you've had this vaccine. Yep. It doesn't even limit the transmission. You know, uh, so they're still pushing the propaganda. They're still, well, like I said uh, earlier, you know, when the legend is truth, print the legend. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. And mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. They're, they keep saying the same thing over and over, knowing it's false, knowing that it's ready, ready, misinformation. Mm-hmm. They know that it is, and they still keep pushing it because if they push it long and hard enough, People will believe it. Mm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I like ranting. Well, <laughs> you know, Eric Fauci, he's kind of disappeared. We haven't heard mm-hmm. from Mangala lately. Uh, they must be hiding him or he needs to get out of the way before the, uh, before the lawsuits start. Uh-huh. Because, the shame uh, March. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to start happening. <laughs> so uh but uh that's all i have for today that's as far oh. as i wanted to go <laughs> all right uh well let's uh i just want to bring up you know i brought up about uh joe biden calling people idiots mm-hmm. and um he was uh hey, where was he was at the white house Um, anyway, wherever he was out, outside the venue, people were, people were, uh, holding signs, labeling Democrats as socialists. And he called them what a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, they were outside yelling, let's go Brandon and socialism sucks, <laughs> uh, which it, it really, really, really does. And I'm saying that as a person who lived in a socialist country for eight years. So. The funny thing is a lot of what he talked about was the Inflation Reduction Act, which is not, not an do Inflation Reduction to, Act. <laughs> yeah. Did not not only didn't it help reduce inflation, it increased inflation. Yeah. As many of us said it would. Mm-hmm. But even Bernie Sanders, a self-professed socialist, said uh, that the legislation was poorly named because it would fail meaningfully to target inflation. Mm-hmm. And then he he and then he says, and I quote. According to the CBO, which is the Congressional Budget Office, and other economic organizations that study this bill, it will, in fact, 
have minimal impact on inflation. Clearly, inflation of today is pushing the average person even further behind, Mm -hmm. which it is. I agree 100%. The problem is the approach to fixing it. The Democrat approach, whether it's Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, is more a socialistic type approach where the government controls everything. If the government controls it, then they can do price fixing. They can do all kinds of things that will sound like... (laughs) It, it will sound like it's going to help the average person. It does the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Always remember when everything's equal, everything is equal at the least common denominator. Everybody won't be rich. Everybody will be poor. You will have the minimal of what you need to survive. Except but the bourgeois place. elite. What's that? Except the bourgeois elite. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the whole goal in socialism and communism and, and all these other isms is, you know, that you will have elite overlords, which will control everything. Now, socialism is all about sharing the wealth, right? Bernie Sanders, a self-professed socialist, has four mansions. And this is a man who has never worked an honest day in his life. Yep. He's only been a politician. He lived with his parents until he became a politician, like in his 30s or 40s. I don't know. I can't remember the exact age, but it was well later in life than it should have been. You know, he came back from Russia on his, he went to Russia on his honeymoon and came back and said, hey, they do it right. Red lines? Yeah, that just means they're all getting fed. Uh It's a good thing. (laughs) Good God. I'm sorry, not Russia, the Soviet Union. Big difference between Russia and the Soviet Union. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, most people under the age of about 45 don't remember the Soviet Union and how bad it really was. And now they're looking at it like some great thing. If it was so great, why did it fail? Why did people get shot for trying to escape? They didn't shoot people for trying to get in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, Joe Biden, old Uncle Joey, uh, call people idiots, and you know that's that. That's just so ironic to Pot, me because he kettle. is. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Says I love those signs when I came in. Socialism, give me a break. What idiots? And then he says, "Now listen to this, and tell me what he means." No one ever doubts I mean what I say. Sometimes, of course, I say all that I mean. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't think he knows what he said, which I think is the case most of the time. Yeah, I don't I don't think I understand what he's saying. So no. uh, anyway, uh, ice cream. Yep. Go have some ice cream. Get another shot. You'll be fine. Yep. Let your wife continue with her elder abuse. All right. That's all I got for today. All right. Great. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and close with that. With that. Uh, um spirited discussion about yeah. uh, forgiveness and uh uh and, you know look i i'm not carrying any ill will towards these people but if they expect me to treat them like they i treated them before all this stuff forget about it right and like i said that doesn't mean people who have gotten vaccinated that means people who came out against those of us that chose not to get vaccinated yeah i called us idiots and dirty rats and things like that when uh, we were like the ones that were like uh 
I'm going to see how this plays out. <laughs> Don't you care about my kid at all? Uh, no. I was actually said that. I was actually asked that. No, I really don't give a fuck about Early your kid on. at all. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do it for the kids. Do it for grandma. And, and you know, the, 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 uh, let's, we need to do a lib word of the day. Oh yeah. We yeah. should start doing that. Yeah. Libtard, uh, rule word of the day. And I think, um, this one, uh, for this episode, it's going to be deniers. Ah. So they started out with this Holocaust deniers. Now uh-huh. there's the pandemic deniers. Now there's the election deniers. It's like there's vaccine deniers, vaccine there's deniers. It's uh, climate, climate deniers, climate deniers. Yeah. Deny, like deny, it. deny. We need, to, we need to get a jingle put together and, uh, and do a, a lib word of the day. I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> Libtard, word of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you want to get a hold of me and you want to complain about this and uh, you want to deny some stuff, uh, (laughs) you can get a hold of me at scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. That's scott at techtools.net. And where can they find you at, Dean? If you want to complain about Scott and tell me where he's wrong, uh, you can reach me at dean at techtools.net. That's T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Well, I'm, or I'm go wrong to our a website, lot. <laughs> go to our website, techtools.net. Um, and if you so choose, if you find any value in our podcast at all, we work on the value for value system. So if you find some value, uh, click the uh, become a producer button or the donate button and send us uh, what you think the value is that you got out of this. So, you know, if you think you got any value out of it and you would like to keep hearing us, then uh, put a dollar value, put a dollar amount on that and send it our way. We would greatly appreciate it and help cover the cost of doing it. Well, Dean, all I have to say is keep denying, Dean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Denier. <laughs>